welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Hello, hello, everybody. Excited to be back again with another edition of the Lights 360 broadcast. I'm so excited today because we're going to be having an awesome, awesome conversation with some awesome people. So you guys get ready. Uh, Before we start, I want to ask you, if you're watching us, please share this video do a watch party, invite someone, and just join us in this conversation that we're about to have. So uh, the Light360 broadcast um, is set up by the Live Development Center. And the goal of this broadcast is just to, during this period, this season, when there's a lot of bad news and some darkness around the world, you know, just to have some people come and shed some light, share their stories, and encourage people. Also, we want to um, let people know the impact of the Leading Lights training that is organized by the Life Development Center. So we have some amazing people here today, three amazing people that are joining me in today's broadcast, and I would like to quickly introduce them. They're going to talk a little bit more about themselves as we move on but let me just introduce them. So uh, let me start from the youngest. <laughs> um, privileged to have uh, with us here, Alvin, um, Alvin Burns. Um, I have known him for, I think about two years now. The first time I met him was when he came for the, the Leading Light uh, summer camp, you know, that we do at the Light Development Center. And I was so impressed. The first time I heard him talk, I was very impressed, you know, at, I love, you know, young people who are very focused and who who know what they what, what they want, you know, to do in life. Or they are discovering it, but they are very assertive about it, and they can think. Um, I remember that I was at the age of sixteen when I received the call of God on my life. What I'm doing right now started at the age of sixteen. So whenever I see young people who you know show some sign of that, I always get excited. So I heard him talk. I was so excited that day. And we spent some part of the summer together. We went to the Willow Creek GLS together. And, and the last, just this uh, last quarter, he took the full leading life training for adults. And everybody there was just amazed at his wisdom, um, at his focus, and the quality of his thoughts. So, Alvin, I'm really proud of you. You are such an exceptional young man. And, you know, that's why. You know, I really wanted to, your voice in this conversation that we're having now. Apart from that, he's a very creative guy. You should see the works, you know, you know, he does. He's an artist. He tells stories with, you know, the gifts that God has given him. And, you know, he's a believer in Christ, you know, he loves Jesus. And um, I just, I'm just impressed, you know, um, with him. I, I, I really appreciate what God is doing in his life. And we're going to hear a little bit more about him as we go on. Um, I have here also um, Harvin's mom. 
<laughs> in the person of Kalida Burns. Um, she's joining us um, in this conversation. Uh, I also met her during the Leading Lights training a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago or four years. I don't even remember anymore, but some, <laughs> sometimes in the last decade, you know, we met and you know, she was part of the leading life training. I remember that on the third day she went and brought her mom and brought, her, you know, brought your other son. I think, right? Or, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it was, you know, she was just, you know, you know, the participation and, you know, what what she brought to the training and just the story that I heard of our story has been very awesome. And, you know, um, Kalida does many things. She's somebody who supports vision. I was recently on a call with her where she just called a few people just to share the vision that God has put in her heart uh, to just to help people, to support people's dreams and everything. Uh, she, her goal is to help people thrive. And she's going to talk a little more about that, to elevate people, to thrive. That's her goal. So she's, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's a corporate person. She's a mom. She, you know, like she, she does so many things. She helps councils, businesses, small businesses, all this stuff. So this is going to be a great conversation uh, today. And then I have uh, here Joyce, uh, Joyce Otua. Met Joyce just last year. I can't believe it's just one year. It's just, just one year and some months. Like so we've known each other for, you know, for, <laughs> for years and years. I mean, you know, she just came in into the City Light Church then, and then she she, uh, she just dived in, and then she came into the Leading Light training. She had the fastest completion on record of, of our portfolio. But more than that, she just drove into, like, what she, what she put in the portfolio. She's somebody who is very passionate about people, passionate about civil rights and people's uh, freedom, emotional freedom and just freedom in every aspect of life. She's a very genuine and authentic person. And we share something in common. We're born on the same, but we have the same birthday, you know? So if you are not born in August, like I say, you need to get born again. But, and then, <laughs> apart from being born in August, she was also born August 14th. So if you are not born in August, you need to get born again. But if you are not born on August 14th, you need to get born again, again and again. You know, so only great people are born on that day. So, so I mean, so we have Joyce here. She's a lawyer, civil rights, you know, attorney, and you know, she's passionate about justice. I know that uh, those of you joining us, you are going to have a great time today as they begin to share their story. So, uh, so please, you know, let's welcome them. Put it in the chat and welcome them. Thank you. I see you, Alana. I see you watching. I see you. <laughs> Thanks for joining. So, um, so let's get into it. So I'm going to start, you know, go the other way. Uh, my first question to um, each of you, we're going to start with Joyce. So who is Joyce? Apart from my introduction, who is Joyce? I, so I, I am very intentional about not defining myself by my job. Probably because who knows, you know, where life is going to take me. And I don't know that I'll be an attorney practicing forever. Okay. So I like to say I'm first generation Nigerian American. My parents are immigrants. I identify as Nigerian and I was born in Evanston, which is where you live. I'm in Evanston now. I'm in your hometown. <laughs> my hometown, my stomping yeah. grounds. 
<laughs> but um, I was born and raised in Illinois. I'm a double Illini of the University of Illinois. So I've been in the suburbs. I've been in the cornfields. I'm now in the city. I've been living in Chicago for five years. Um, yes, I'm a civil rights attorney. And I just believe in access, resources, education, empowerment of people, primarily people who have been marginalized. I also really love writing and poetry. I love all things culinary. I love food. But more than anything, I love people. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. And I love when people realize like the extent of their capabilities and their possibilities. I love mental freedom, emotional freedom, freedom from oppression, just freedom. So that's who I am. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Khalida. Sorry, had to get myself off mute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say to some of who is Kalita, um, I have a big heart. Um, I have a servant's heart. I do enjoy serving. Um, and I truly believe in um, uh, financial freedom and, um, and just also um, mindset. I'm, I'm really big on, um, you know, what is your mindset? I'm very positive. Um, in, in conversations regarding that. I am big about uh, empowering others to uh, go past their limitations, whatever their circumstances may be, um, you know, and I am a visionary. <laughs> so that's uh, uh, something that some may know about me is that I am a visionary. Um, God has blessed me to have many uh, invention ideas, business ideas. I, I consider myself as the ultimate resource of, um, you know, if you bring up certain things, I, I, I probably know about it, or I can advise, um, you know, you to, to talk in a direction of, of where to go to, to uh, get a solution to whatever that problem may be. Um, so that's a little bit about me. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thanks for sharing. Alvin, tell <laughs> us, who is Alvin? Uh, I guess, um, how I see myself is uh, I am someone who likes to make stories and I like draw and stuff like that. I've been doing so, I've been drawing since kindergarten and then I've been making stories since first grade. So I'd say that what I am is, um, I'm an artist, I guess. <laughs> uh, I like to draw and stuff. Um, so I like to like spread my ideas and things like that and my take on the world. I'm a very unbiased person, so I like to see things from both sides and stuff like that until, like, just say things how they actually are instead of, like, oh, this person feels this way. Maybe you are wrong. No, I tell, like, the entire situation. I don't think that there is really one true side in terms of humans. Um, I think that we just – I feel like there's a certain, like, way things should be done. Yes, there's that, some nuances to everything. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for introducing yourself. So so you guys have met them. Um, but we're gonna, you know, just go deeper now as they begin to share their story. So my next question, uh question to the three of you um is 
you attended the Leading Lights training. Can you tell us your experience? Just tell us about the Leading Lights training organized by the Life Development Center. What was your own Leading Lights story? Um, we can start with having this time around. Okay. Um, so, well, I, uh, I liked it. Um, I, uh, it was, it was a nice, it was chill. Um, at first, uh, I didn't really know much of it and I had like kind of a negative interpretation of what it might be. I thought it was just going to be like boring or like a waste of time, but, uh, I, I ended up enjoying it actually like the first day I ended up enjoying it. So, um, I thought it was cool to like, let my thoughts run loose, I guess. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And what was the impact on you coming? You know, you thought it was going to be boring, but then you enjoyed it. You were actually sitting down for three full days, like long sitting and, but you were so engaged and involved sharing and even speaking, you know, speaking to people older than you and advising them on things and clarifying things and all that. I mean, what was the impact on you personally? Um, I think it helped me develop my own plan, I guess. Cause like before starting it, I, I had like thoughts of what I could do, but I didn't have a specific image of how to get to where I want to be. Mm -hmm. So I think this helped map out my direction. Very good. Awesome. It helped you to mark out your direction. Okay. Uh, Joyce? Yeah. And honestly, Alvin, in some ways, I shared your hesitation and wariness. I had just joined the church um, in like, like officially, like maybe December. And then I heard about the nonprofit shoot off the Life Development Center. And that's how I heard about the program. And everyone was like, leading lights, leading lights, you should do it. And I'm like, what is this program? Why is everyone talking to me about it? I think I had just begin, began a fast for the year too. So I was like already hungry and just like empty <laughs> in the flesh. But what I will say is that God and life are hilarious. And I was already looking for a pivot and a way to turn and I just remember entering the program and being like, this is my pivot. Mm -hmm. I literally started last year, like I want a new life. I want a different life. And I think last year was the first time in a while or the first time that Leading Lights was offered at the beginning of the year. So it was all a fresh start. Yeah. So for me, what I got out of it was a lot more focus and affirmation I've been learning recently or talking about God recently. There's a difference between finding your voice and affirming your voice. Mm -hmm. So I was already practicing law. I was already in my sphere, mm -hmm. but through leading lights, I learned that my sphere is also government. And I just started a government working for the state in February, but I felt like I had found my voice, but through leading lights, I learned words can be a tool, words can be power. So it just affirmed all the things that I had already found about myself. Mm -hmm. And that affirmation is critical because I think it brings boldness mm -hmm. and it makes you want to live purpose, not just know your purpose, but live it. So that's what I gain. It's just like 
affirmation and concrete next steps. Awesome, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Khalida, your leading light story. <laughs> My leading light story. Um, I was invited to, uh, um, you know, to participate in leading lights um, several times and I find my schedule was often busy. I just seemed to couldn't find a, the right weekend of when, when uh, I was being offered to, to be able to go. So it took me probably about a year to actually come <laughs> and, um, and, and participate and hands down, I loved it. I absolutely love it. I, um, absolutely love what you're up to, um, with, um, City Light and with Leading Lights specifically. Um, and I don't know, I kind of just have fallen in love. <laughs> so I absolutely love it. Um, I think that it helped in so many ways of um, just be becoming intentional with um, like, yes, I, I have, you know, a lot of visions may come you know, and ideas about various different things may come. And that had often been a place where it was um, also, it, it's a blessing, but then had been a block mm -hmm. of, well, which direction, mm -hmm. you know, and okay, I'm, I'm also a creative being. And so I'm good in this area, I'm good in here, but which direction? So it, it actually um, helped me to look at what are my values and my virtues Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and just really being able to focus on and have a clear direction of what is that for yeah. me and um, being intentional there. So um, yeah. I think. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And for those who are watching, um, we are having um, a leading light, the first virtual leading lights. Uh, we're calling it Taste of Leading Lights. We're offering the discovery module of the leading lights for free. Um, you can log in from anywhere you are in the world and join us, but you need to register for it. It's free. Go to openhouse.theleadinglights.org. It's this Saturday, just this Saturday. It's coming up May 23rd, this Saturday. Openhouse.theleadinglights.org. And you have a taste of some of these things that they are talking about. So once you fill that form there, our team will get in touch with you. So I just wanted to uh, put that in there. So now for um, Joyce, after Leading Light, right? What began to happen? What's it, you know, when you think of your purpose, when you think of the impact that you are called to make in this world, we're all called to make a particular impact in this world. We have to lift other people up. What is that for you? What's, you know, what's, what's your journey right now? What's your story right now? What's going on in that area? And I'm going to ask all of you the same question too. So, yes, I think the most incredible thing, or I know the most incredible thing to come from that program was a sense of urgency. So again, all of us, if we're honest, we kind of know that we were meant for something more. Mm -hmm. And we fill it with a bunch of different things, but all of us know that we were met and some of us are afraid of it, yeah. deny it, but we know that. So I've always kind of known that like, yeah, being a lawyer is cool, but it's always, and, and what else? So after the program, it was like, by the end of the third day, a sense of urgency came 
over me. And I began to understand, oh, this is why this happened in my life when I was seven, or this is why I'm so obsessed with like language and words. This is why when I see a newborn baby, I begin to cry. Like, this is why my heart is so soft. Like all the things that I thought were random or obstacles or things that I was embarrassed about, um, how emotional I can be, how logical I can be. After the program, I realized all of it brought me to such a time as this. All of it brought me to the fulfillment of purpose. Mm -hmm. And because the program makes us create a portfolio, a 10 year portfolio, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you are held accountable. You take like an oath <laughs> and you are held accountable. So for me, it was no longer just talking about dreams. It was what is in my community that I can do or be a part of to help realize what I wrote down in that portfolio. Mm -hmm. I talk all the time about mental health, my experience with mental health, how we don't talk about it enough in the black community, in the African community, in the diaspora. Mm -hmm. What am I doing about all that talk? Mm -hmm. What organizations am I linking with? Who am I talking with? So I interviewed with an organization called blackdoctor.org mm -hmm. and I talked about my experience with mental health. I began mentoring young people specifically young people of color yeah um and i always sneak that mental health aspect into it mm -hmm. i thought critically about the work i was doing then which i was so in love with and i thought i would just be doing for the rest of my life mm -hmm. and i remember government was part of <laughs> my portfolio and i ignored it honestly for almost a year until the opportunity with the um office of the Illinois Attorney General came up and now I work in the Civil Rights Bureau, which is government, which I never thought I would do. Mm. So, so there's something about speaking the vision out loud, writing it down and making it clear. It just forces your feet to move because it's there. Mm -hmm. It's undeniable. It's not just something in your head. So for me, it forced me to make connections, build connections, get comfortable with being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and just make concrete steps so that I am living out what I say I believe in. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. And you know, I noticed that you started preaching too. I did. <laughs> I did. How about that? That was a powerful, you know, the time you preached in church for like a month, you know, yeah. in Nuggets. How did, how, what was that experience for you like? At first, I felt like woefully unqualified. I told my mom I was going to do it. And she's like, I'm going to have to review your sermons before you get up there. <laughs> you so you don't, you don't go at disgrace the family name. As in, so, but when I thought about it, I, I loved it because I felt like it was larger than me, which is good because it is supposed to be larger than me because I'm never supposed to do it in my own capacity. So doing it, how can you be unqualified to talk about, it was like praise. Yeah. I mean, we were designed for praise. We were designed for worship. There's no qualifications for that. So again, it was a reminder. That's why I also say like, I'm a lawyer and I will probably be a million other things because I never would have thought that I'd be on the pulpit preaching. So it was, it was so scary and it was so fun and it was only God. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Um, Khalida, so what's your own, uh, you know, after, just the same question. 
Like, what, what do you see as impact? What has been happening in your life so far in terms of your vision and, you know, how you, you, you we are fulfilling your purpose and touching people? Tell us about ele Elevate to Tribe, right? Did I yes. get it right? Yeah, mm -hmm. so just tell us mm -hmm. a bit about that. Uh, Elevate to Thrive um, is simply um, something that was put in my heart uh, a while ago that finally um, just got started with, you know, um, and and it's it's basically uh, encompassing of me, of um, the things that I am passionate about. I am um, definitely passionate about financial literacy mm -hmm. and, um, you know, educating, educating um, just my fellow believers, middle-class families, uh, lower middle-class families, um, and just educating, educating in regards to financial literacy, um, educating regarding to, um, really big on uh, ownership. So that's home ownership as well as business ownership. And that's um, between those three areas, that is what brings, um, you know, financial freedom, you know? And, and so that's just educating uh, in regards to all of that. I'm uh, also very big on empowering, empowering others. Um, like I said before, as far as getting out of their circumstances, out of um, whatever limiting, mindset or beliefs that they may have to dream big to you know challenging others to, to to dream big and to take a step forward um helping create plans mm -hmm. um for you know whether it's you wanted to get into investing real estate investing or mm -hmm. home ownership uh, what does that look like and so um you know, it's a, a, a number of things, but the three areas within that and within Elevate to Thrive is uh, business ownership, home ownership, and financial literacy. Thank you. Now, you used to have a series of conversations that you would gather people. I think I, I heard about one of them. Workshops. Yeah, workshops. Tell us a bit about that. What was that about? Um, well, I've done... Um, a number of different workshops. Um, so from, uh, like I mentioned about mindset and having a, a vision, vision board parties, um, and uh, just just challenging people to dream, dream again, you know. Um, oftentimes what I see is someone could, they could be, you know, 50 years old, but, you know, their, their dream died when they were 25. Mm. And so how, how do you, you know, just daring others to, to start to, to go past whatever, you know, life circumstances that may have happened, stuff that, um, you know, got in the way or disappointments or uh, other obstacles, but just um, just challenging okay. people to dream again, create a plan for themselves and um, seeking solutions okay. depending upon their circumstances. Um, I'm also, uh, in regards to financial literacy, that is educating people on uh, how to set up their financial home properly. Um, you know, the importance of insurance to, um, you know, even how to budget and things of that nature. So, um, so it's, it's, it's very much educating, educating, but, um, Going back to workshops, I have done, and um, one thing you may have heard about was a forgiveness workshop. 
yeah, um, that I've done. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I do see a, a need for probably do it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we need a lot of forgiveness in this world now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I have um I need know, to done... Joyce, you know. So I need to mm-hmm. be that co- <laughs> conversation, yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. Alvin, so what are you what are you up to, Alvin? Like what's what do you see? I know you are a man of you know dreams and what do you see as your area of purpose impact, how you are impacting people? You guys need to check out his Instagram page, K3Determined, and see some of the work he has done. Uh, the, you know, the drawings, they're just amazing. So go ahead, Alvin. Uh, so basically, um, what I'm going to do is like the plan is throughout my stories, I'm going to always be at, like applying some form of uh, God or Christianity in it to basically try to take my stories and have those be like a bridge for like those who may not be believers and to take that and to slowly build them into Christ kind of basically. So uh, basically um, I put like scripture or anything that I can basically find or like even going to like church or whatever, just taking the knowledge that I gained from that and then bringing it to my stories for anyone basically mm-hmm. to enjoy so yeah so what kind of heart heart do you do can you tell us a bit about your hearts um your your drawings and all that what's 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 the type i know we i'm old school so the only thing i know is anime that's all i know all the other ones you know i have mm-hmm. no idea so but yeah. can you <laughs> let us know I know you have some technical names for them. Uh, so, uh, I mean, the name for what I'm doing would be called manga, but it gets like if it's popular enough, hopefully, it can get adapted into an anime, basically. Um, and then, like, if like that happens, then I can reach an even wider amount of people, like just like with that alone, because typically anime makes the manga more popular so if i got an anime adaptation that would make my story even more popular and that would direct the message throughout basically the world and stuff like that so yeah oh that that's a goal of mine thank you do you have a particular story right now that you're working on or that you worked on that you would like um, to share? i do technically uh I mean, right. What I was drawing was the main character for one of my series. If y'all wanted to see him, mm. uh, yeah, I let's like, do it. Yes. I, I try to manipulate this. Um, yeah. Oh wow! Was, awesome. So, what's the name of this person? Yeah. Mm. Uh, basically, his name is Rocket. Um. And he's gonna. There's like a character that in my series that um is named Angel, uh, and basically, Angel is gonna be teaching teaching him a lot about like Christ and then like just how the world works in my series and stuff like that. So he'll basically be helping him out, and yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let me make it bigger. One second. Yeah. Let me. Yes. I think people will see it better that way. Yeah. So so tell us again what this is about. Yeah. So his name is Angel. Oh no, his name is something else. 
sorry oh hi name i don't even know the okay so the main character his name is rocket but um the one who teaches him like a lot of things is his name is angel stuff like he's basically kind of like the wise person in my series so (laughs) yeah awesome so and then so this is part of uh um, this this will be part of what 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 will you say? Uh, no, I want to feature it. Just give me a second. I want to feature that video so that people can actually see it because it looks like they are seeing my video because I'm the one talking. Okay, good. So it's featured now, so people can see it. So um, so is this gonna be in a cartoon? Do they call it cartoon anymore? I'm sorry if I'm using the wrong terms. <laughs> so basically, it would um be comic. So like it would be in like panels and stuff, uh, and hopefully if it gains a lot of popularity, then it can be adapted into like anime or cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for sharing sharing with us and for you know those who are watching, um, you can you can see more of Harvin's work on this Instagram page K Three Determined. You can see it on the. The, the flyer that we came in uh, through to Facebook Live. You can see his Instagram handle there. So you just go check out his work. So we're going to talk a little bit more. So let's go to, yeah. let's talk a bit more about stories. So Alvin tells stories through hard work, right? Joyce, you tell your stories. And, you know, I remember an article that I read uh, that they did on you. It was how your, your story Right, how you told your story, you know, and it's helping other people. Now, Kalida also, you tell stories in the sense that you you help people create their own story to build, to elevate themselves and all that. I just wanted to ask a question. Um, what do you guys think it's the impact or the power of storytelling, especially your personal life story? Your, your own journey and experience. What do you, how do you think that you know, links up with purpose? How important you know, that is, Joyce? I, I smile when you ask that because I think it is the most critical thing we can, one of the most critical things we can give another person is our story, mm-hmm. our narrative. Mm-hmm. A lot of what affects identity is this idea of isolation my baby brother is gonna hate this but growing up he would be like no one understands no one understands me and I would laugh at him and I'm like I'm the original black sheep everything that you are experiencing I have experienced the lie that we've come to believe is that we operate in silos and that we no one gets what we're going through and sure our stories are very unique to us but when you share your story there's that point of connection. I don't care if we're introverted, extroverted, we all need community and we have a burning desire to connect with something greater than us and those around us. So in storytelling, you let others know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. What you're going through is not weird. Mm -hmm. It is surmountable. Mm -hmm. It is communal. Mm -hmm. You have support. But more than anything, you're not alone. I think what, when I was the most sick, the most depressed, the most anxious is when I believed that like, what I was experiencing was so far out there that no one can relate. Mm -hmm. 
but then hearing people in leadership being like, oh, I experienced melancholy. I experienced depression. I experienced anxiety. It gave me permission to speak about those experiences too, mm -hmm. which gave others permission to speak about those experiences too. Mm -hmm. And guess what happens when we speak on these things that we kept in the dark? Mm -hmm. We heal. Yeah. You can only heal if you do it out loud and you can only heal in community. Mm -hmm. So I know that in sharing stories, there's healing community building, affirmation, and just like so much power. So it's one of my favorite tools. Okay, thank you. So Khalida, you know, in the Leading Lights training, we talked about the fact that part of how you, you discover your purpose and navigate your journey of purpose is how you deal with your past and your pains, that God doesn't waste your pain. You know, doesn't waste any, any experience, your past, your pain, you know. So for you, I mean, just the same question. Uh, what do you think um, about this storytelling, telling our stories, being authentic and all that? So um, I started, um, well, myself and two other ladies started a group called Ladies Thriving Together. Mm -hmm. And um, I share a lot of my story there uh, within that group. Um, one thing I've realized is that I do have um, a heart for other women, you know, and other, um, other single moms, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so, and, and not even just single moms, because it's everyone, it's, a, it's all women that are there in that group, but um, I do have um, uh, a heart for helping other women and seeing um, them get past circumstances, uh, empowerment and things of that nature within that group. Like there, there's like my beliefs that we all need each other. Mm -hmm. We all need each other. We like, like Joyce was saying, we are not created to do this life alone. We were created for community. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, sharing my story, I've seen where that has helped someone else, you know, anyone else that, you know, um, whether it, they've gone through divorce or single mom or, you know, to parenting, you know, parenting a teenager or parenting a small kid, you know, and, and just sharing. And you never know, um, there's so much power, just so much power in sharing and um, where you can bless someone else or someone else just, bless, you know, blessing you, like you hearing um, you, you can not be the one that speak up, you know, but you can literally hear yourself in someone else and, um, and, and make a difference. Yeah. You know, just like, uh, Joyce was saying that, you know, because she heard, I think she, you have sent that text to me before that you heard me talk about my times of that I've gone through some melancholy, right. That that was, you know, encouraging. I also, you know, like I love one of my, like what I love in terms of books to read the most are stories of people, biographies. Um, I love to read, even in newspapers, I want to see somebody's story. I want to know, especially somebody who's doing something I aspire to do or somebody who is on a similar path. There's something about saying that somebody has been through something that you are going through that just, that just frees you. You just know that you are not alone in this world. And especially if that person also has a, the person has a turnaround story eventually that you know where you are right now is not a it's not a parking 
it's not a parking spot. It's just a pass, passing zone. So that has been very encouraging to me. Do you have, you know, stories, you know, personally, Kalida, you know, of you being, um, maybe somebody tells, told a story in your own story that you came across and helped you along your journey? Um, that's some, like me hearing a story? Yes, yes. That helped me? You know, something that was very instrumental in where you are right now. Hmm. Um... I mean, I would say like my, I feel like my grandmother was the greatest storyteller. Mm. You know, she was, uh, I, I have so many memories of, um, you know, various different stories um, and things that she had to, to deal with. And so, or even um, her mentioning or, or talking about like she was a, fa a factory worker mm -hmm. and would sometimes get off work, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning and she never learned how to drive. So she would have to take the bus and walk a number of blocks in Chicago um, and at, you know, wee hours of the night. And so she, you know, shared about like what she did <laughs> and, 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 and even the scripture that she would be kind of reciting to herself, walking that long walk in the middle of the night or seeing some people out that just was acting, you know, kind of crazy, you know, and, and, and how she, how she did um, during that time period that also, um, that is also had become my favorite scripture, um, which is Psalms 23. Um, you know, it had became my favorite scripture, just hearing her stories as a child and, and seeing like, okay, well, what's a, to kind of fall back on and um you know and, and during challenging times you know uh what can possibly see me through or when i'm in the face of fear yeah um, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, psalm 23 because the psalms are actually people in the heat of their own troubles emotions and all that they were just authentic they just poured it all out uh you know they, they, it's them telling their own story and their truth and that's why the psalms mm -hmm. encourage us now so we too can actually write psalms to now that can encourage other people. I do that. I write when I feel all that, I just start writing a poem or a psalm. I get up and those things have encouraged other people. Some of them become my sermons. A lot of my sermons are things that were forged in my own pain and emotions or my quest to find an answer to something. And those kind of messages become more powerful than just what you are reciting from your head. So Alvin, I know you are young and, and all that, but what do you have to say to this about, you know, storytelling, the impact, the power of telling your st story or telling the story to your perspective, you know, to help other people? So I think the best story like method and stuff like that, and actually like I was hearing it through them too, is um, one of the key points that I like to do in my stories is uh, relatability. So like, relatability to like the care the characters the story everything and basically if you can relate to a story then you're most likely going to bond with it in some type of way um and also i'd say that like art is the first language so through my art i think it would be a lot easier to get the uh point more of my points across through them if you understand i know like my things kind of like freezing <laughs> it's it's part of the truth of now <laughs> yeah thank you thank you for sharing so uh moving forward on this uh this subject of stories why do you think that 
we are not, a lot of people are not authentic. So we deny our past, we deny our pains, sometimes we suppress our passions, right? And we end up not working in our divine purpose because those things are intricately, so there's past, pain, passions, and they're all intricately um, linked to, to our place and our platform, you understand? So, so for example, when I go to, when I go like travel abroad and I mention Papa Ashafa, and I say that I was born in Papa Ashafa, Gege. Do you know that I still get, people don't even know the spelling. Some spell it with a K in front of it, but people just remember that and just send it to me because in the setting that, you know, that we are, that we are doing those leading life training in different parts of Africa, similar to Papa Ashafa, it's like, they just, wow. And then, so they see what I'm doing right now. They see, oh, you came from that. There's this wow. that just comes. Now I could be hiding that, you know, and, and we hide a lot of things. Like, you know, that guy hid his talent. Joyce, why do you think people hide? And what's the importance of authentic, being authentic about our stories? So we've been having this great discussion about like the strength and the power in stories and all of these beautiful rainbows, but we need to be honest and sharing our stories that opens us up to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Sharing our stories is like revealing layers of ourselves mm -hmm. and we have to be honest about what that means and that's exposure. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to like our stories. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is going to agree with our stories, even though that's not a matter of like opinion, it's our narrative. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of vulnerability comes with a certain power. Mm -hmm. And when you expose light, darkness hides. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and darkness can also be shame envy jealousy anger mm -hmm. so when you're exposing your story Khalid about how you're doing all of these incredible things how you are four women that thrive there are also going to be women that hear that story and that are bitter about that because they maybe cannot do what you do because they're still afraid they're still like on their own journey of power and understanding their own strengths mm -hmm. there might be women who hear your story and are bitter about that because they don't realize that it's not zero sum. Mm -hmm. There's room for all of us at the table, yeah. but that kind of revelation comes with grace and it's, it's a gift and not everyone has gotten to that place. So I think people don't share their stories because it's opening us up to like attack, criticism, judgment. Not everyone is going to welcome the authenticity of our stories. Yeah. And I wanna be honest about how difficult it is to talk about mental health as a black woman when I'm already told that black women are emotional as stereotypes. I've had, I was working with veterans and after I told the veteran about my mental health experience, he was like, how can you be a lawyer and experience depression and anxiety? <laughs> and because I was so used to sharing my story at that time, I was able to laugh it off and be like, but I bet if you hire me, I'm gonna get you thousands and thousands of dollars, you know? But I do my job effectively. Mm -hmm. But had I been in a different place, that would have hurt differently. So again, about being authentic and real, I think people refrain from sharing their stories because they don't understand their power or they're not in the place where they are ready to receive the very real backlash. Mm -hmm. And if we're honest, like I'm not always in that place to receive the backlash either. So that's the other side of storytelling is understand that we live in a world of hurting people and hurt people hurt people so it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies mm -hmm. i think that's that's the obstacle of, yeah. of sharing it or not sharing it mm -hmm. thank you
Kalida. So purpose requires, you know, like working in your purpose requires being able to connect. Um, also, it requires you being able to connect your gifts, your talents with real needs all around, all around us. So meaning that if you are going to be somebody who is going to make impact or fulfill purpose or make a difference, you cannot have a wall. You cannot have a wall all around you. Now we need some boundaries and all that. It doesn't mean that I'm going to come out and be sharing everything about me to everybody and all that. But you can't, you can't, you have to have an open window. I like to use that word open window. Like people, you need to be able to, to get some things about yourself out and, you know, and just be real because people, you know, people connect, people connect to that. And that's really how we make, I will make impacts. Like people, people get impacted when they feel connected, when they feel that they can see themselves either in your story or something in your story, you know, connects with them. So in terms of business, you know, helping business, helping people to thrive, um, how do you apply that? You know, how, how, you know, this authenticity, you know, telling the story, being really about the way things are and so on. What's your take on that? Um, it takes being authentic, you know, um, not trying to have a facade up um, that everything is perfect or always has been or, um, but being authentic, you first have to start by being authentic with yourself. Um, you know, and in order to just freely share, um, you know, if you're coming from the truthful place, um, you know, whether someone agrees or don't agree, it's, it's your truth. You can't change what my truth is, you know, so it's, 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 it's what, what, what is so. And so coming from there and just coming from an authentic place, I feel like people can resonate with that when talking with others individually like well what, what you're inquiring about like how to you know even if empowering someone else um you know it's looking at just a being authentic and then also where are you out of integrity you know of um that could be out of integrity with um you know not opening your mail <laughs> out of integrity with, you know, not paying certain things. And, and so, yes, that's impacting your, you know, your credit, impacting your finances, impacting decisions and, and uh, stress levels and all kinds of things. But it, it, it's, it, you, you got to have a conversation about um, be, a, being authentic with yourself and authentic with others. And also um, where, where are you out of integrity and kind of starting there. Yeah, thank you. So keeping it real, um, Halvin, how has this shutdown been for you? Uh, being at home and what has it been? Um, like, is positive, negative? What how has it been? Especially for somebody who is your age, a teenager. I just want to hear your perspective. Um, I mean, really, it has pros and cons. I mean, I'm kind of like in the between because on the one side, one thing that I've been like praying about and stuff like that is getting more time to like do my story and art. And a big deterrent for me was, you know, school and stuff. 
and yeah, that like calling the deterrence to really doing what he wants to do. You know what? I used to feel that way too. When I was your age, when I was in college, I felt like school was something, was a necessary evil. That the real thing that I want to do, you know, I was already preaching and, you know, doing all this stuff. I just wanted to give myself all to that, but I still had to do school, you know, because school is going to be necessary later, you know. So go ahead. Sorry to cut you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, uh, we got quarantine and stuff like that. And then I'm like, okay, now I have more time to do like art and stuff like that and hone my skills. But uh, on the other hand, uh, I missed my prom. I missed, I'm going to technically kind of like miss graduation in a way uh, and stuff. Cause like I'm a senior and I'm graduating now. So uh, I mean, I guess I might, I mean, it's it's pros and cons like uh not being able to see your friends and stuff like that you know it's you adjust to it over time and stuff like that but it's still like in the back of your mind so it's something that like you wish wasn't a like a thing but it's a thing Mm -hmm. and like i'm hoping that i can still have a birthday party because like my birthday is like next week so uh (laughs) We'll, we'll see how it works. Yeah, let me give you an idea. My son, you know, you know Jesse. Jesse had his birthday, 16th birthday last week. So what we did was we did a Zoom party. So we got a real cake, you know. I went to, you know, to get a cake and, you know, then we, we had family members calling from all over the world and, you know, we sang and, you know, but we couldn't share the cake with anybody. So, we, <laughs> but it was, it was still, it was still something. So in case the lockdown is not over, a good party like Google Hangout or Zoom party, you know, everybody talked to him, talked about him and all that, and then prayed for him, his grandparent prayed for him and all that. So that might be a, an alternative for it. That's what everybody's doing right now. It's part of the reality um, of the moment. Yeah. So um, so let's move on. So we, we are actually um, at the the last part of our broadcast, right? So we're gonna be rounding this up you know, you know, very shortly. So this, if you, I mean, you had an opportunity to speak to people, like you have an opportunity right now to speak to people, what's burning on your mind in terms of purpose, life, this season and all that, start with Joyce. What is on your mind right now? Like what's, what is it that you wanna say? Um, the thing that, um... I've been working on and talking about, but just working on with myself is call calling things by name. Yeah. So if there's something that you are struggling with, if there's something that you're uncertain about, if there's something that you are still angry about, call it. Mm-hmm. Say that, you know, I still am angry at my mother for X. I still feel the need to rely on this when I get uncomfortable. I still am triggered with the feelings of anxiety when I listen to this song because it reminds me of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Call it by name. I think what keeps us from being free emotionally, financially, with our bodies is that we are so ashamed to name things, but you can't heal from what you don't name. 
And it does, just because you name it doesn't mean that it's going to be who you are or it's going to be with you forever. But when you call it by name, you are forcing it into the light. Yeah. You are seeing it clearly and you are forced to handle it. Mm -hmm. And in this lockdown where I have no distractions, I have no commute to work, I have no birthday parties to go to in person. It's just like me in my apartment hanging out, <laughs> um, which I love as an introvert, but which also means there is nothing distracting me from those areas that I still need to seriously heal from. Mm -hmm. And the first step to healing is calling it by name. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what it's called, pray, ask God for revelation, but don't be afraid to name that dark thing. But once you name it, you bring it forth, and you're no longer bound by it. Yeah, awesome. You know, we talked still, uh, talking to Joyce, we talked about, you know, we had a conversation where we talked about uh, dealing with your childhood stuff, especially this aspect of self-affirmation. You want to speak to that? Like, after calling that thing by name, how do you, most of the time, a lot of things we do is because we are feeling unloved or we want some kind of affirmation. So you want to speak. Right, and that's what I was saying back about finding your voice and affirming your voice. So I've always known that I am naturally, even though I am introverted, I am passionate and naturally outspoken about the things that I'm passionate about. I've always known that. I've always been kind of quirky. I've always been so tall, I'm six feet. So I've always just like not quite fit. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that, but the second part was Joyce affirming that. And I receive a lot of affirmation externally. Mm -hmm. And I realized very recently that I need to get into the habit of affirming all of those quirky, offbeat, super passionate mm -hmm. things about myself. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about finding your voice, it's affirming that voice. And once you call that fear by name, I'm afraid that um, this makes me not good enough as a lawyer or not good enough as a future wife or a partner. Once you call it by name and you can say, you know what? I do talk like this. I do get very emotional when I see babies. I just do, <laughs> but it's okay. And I love that about myself. And that thing about myself isn't an accident. It's a part of my design and it's part of the reason people will get free and recognize who God is. Awesome. So call it, affirm it, and like, love it. Like, own it and hone it, is what Pastor Omo says. So that's it. Very good. I, you know, we have this catchphrase. When people compliment you, you know, you see you the yes. When they compliment you and you are getting, or what do you tell yourself? <laughs> so if someone's like, you're a great speaker, I'd be like, thank you. But I love and affirm myself. Very. So even if you didn't say that to me, I would still tell myself, I'm a great speaker. Awesome. I appreciate what you're saying, you know, but even if you didn't say it, I still love and I admire myself. So we all need to love and admire ourselves because we're created in God's image. We're God's children. We're God's workmanship. We truly need to believe in ourselves, believe in our purpose, and just be authentic about ourselves. Mm -hmm. all the warts, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, let it all rip. But out of it all, God weaves a story of purpose and that touches people because the world is full of flawed people just like me. Thank you. So Kalida, what's on your own mind that you want to share now? With the, You know, you, you, you just want to talk about it and tell people. 
Uh, I would say this uh, time period, um, no one um, currently living has really, well, at least most of us, have not experienced anything like this. Um, this is a time period where we're all, most are on pause. Some people are not working. Um, some people are working from home. Um, you know, some of us are uh, essential workers and they're still going to work. But even, even with that, there's still a difference. There's still, you know, everything being closed and not being able to do some of the certain activities you used to do that it's given us more flexibility and more time on our hands. Mm -hmm. um, a, check in, um, you know, with your own mental health during this time period, wherever you're at, whether you are an essential worker, whether you are have been at home, closed in, um, that, hey, are you okay? If you're not okay, um, talk to somebody share with somebody what experiences that you're dealing with, what you're going, what's going on. Um, you're not alone. Just know that you're not alone in whatever experiences or feelings that are coming up, that you are not alone um, and share about that. The other thing I would say is don't take this time for granted. Make good use of this time. Like this is a time for reflection. This is a time for action. Um, life will not be like it was before. And a lot of people don't want to believe that, don't want to see that. And, you know, even once everything is lifted, you know, whenever that may be, whether it's next month, you know, in the fall, next year, you hear different people saying various different things. Um, from this time period, what are you creating? You know, you may have been on one course and one path, of, you know, one career, you know, is that still a, a viable option? Do you need to change and pivot and go another course? You know, we, everything changes, you know, nature changes, everything changes in life. And even if you were not prepared for this time, this is a time period to, to, to start looking at, I know we don't like change. People naturally do not like change for whatever reason, but this, is forced upon change. This is what it is, you know, and it's not to be, you know, depressed about it or, or mad about it. You may have a grieving period of, oh, I didn't get to celebrate my birthday the way I wanted to. I didn't either, <laughs> you know, or, mommy you know, hear that. right. Mommy, mommy's giving you a subtle message. <laughs> You know, and it's heartbreaking. I wanted to, we have already started planning for his prom, you know, before to what about graduation and all of the everything to just so many different things. And and I'm sure other people have had other plans or what, what about the people who had weddings that were already set, you know, all kinds of things that are disappointments and there are things to grieve. Yeah, there was a pastor who, who told me one of his congregants died during this period, around the beginning part of the period, and they would not even allow him to even go and comfort the family. Like he couldn't even do that. It was around the beginning. And this was one of the people working with him that used to sing with him and do all that they had known, like a spiritual son that they, they had worked with for years. And during this period, he could not even go to the funeral. He could not see the body. He could not even go to the family. The pastor called me and it was tears and, you know, like just like, 
this, this it's, it's been a tough time yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so this is a time period where you know obviously yes I am the visionary but everybody has has the ability to create we've yeah. been given that God has given us that ability to create mm-hmm. and so you know times are changing yeah. you know what industry are you going to go into what change do you see like okay he was touched and moved about by not being able to be there for that family how many other funerals that there's been that other people have not been able well what are we going to do about that Mm -hmm. that's a business opportunity for somebody of several people you know of how are we going to how are we going to go about you know because things are not going to be back to you know to a normal you know of how things were so is to start thinking outside of the box. Yeah. Start to forecast what do you see in the next year, right. you know, or, or so. You know, if you, if for whatever reason you're, you're you've been impacted and um, haven't been able to work or laid off or different things, okay, well, let's let's see what can we create right now. Yeah. What can we do right now? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have no idea right now, reflect. Take some time to reflect. Pray. And, and, and start to, to, to start having conversations, start to think, what have you been like, how you were just asking, you know, asking about what, what, um, what things have impacted you experiences have you had that sometimes can lead you in a direction mm-hmm. in regards to what you're up to, what you're able to serve or an idea, you know, yeah. you see a problem that, Hey, you can get an idea of what to do and a solution to fix it. So yeah. don't take this time for granted and make good use of it um, would be what I would leave people with. Very good. You know, the the path of purpose, very similar to the path of creativity because purpose is very creative. And we talk about pains, which is, you know, constraints, past, we talk problems. Um, I said the first step to creativity is what are the problems, the constraints that you are facing? So for example, now we pastors who face the constraint of meeting with people uh, physically, right? But then we're solving that by meeting with people, like doing meetings like this. And in doing this Light 360, several things have happened as a result of it, or things that are in the works that I that probably if we have been going the way we're going, we will not even know that. You know, I, I just had a meeting with someone who's they just sent me some things that they are sending to the a ministry in a state, in a nation, like the, the major state there about the leading life training, how they want to get all the administrators to come and you know, do it virtually so that they can spread it in that in that country. So we, you know, we're getting things like that. But if if you do not innovate, you know, you just just held down by your by your problem. So you you will not be able to advance in your purpose. So anybody, the first thing, like Kalida was saying, is find out what are the constraints you are facing right now. God doesn't just speak to us by a voice; He also speaks to us by the constraints that we face. You know, so when you face that constraint and overcome it, that becomes innovation that you can now use. You can also build wealth through the innovation. Wealth comes by solving problems. The bigger the problem you solve, uh, the, the more wealth you have. The more people who have the problem and, you know, and the problem that you're solving, the more wealth you have, right? If you are able to let them know through, uh, you know, publicizing it very well. So all these pieces are very important when it comes to purpose, right? So... Thank you, thank you. Um, so Alvin, what do you have on your own mind? Like what, what is it that is burning that I want to tell the world? Let it rip. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Um, so I guess for a message, uh, I'd say whatever you do, regardless of like, this is what I'm going to like take from my whole like leading lights thing. Cause I, that's been on my mind for a while. Um, was the whole effect of whatever you do, do it for the kingdom and towards like God's greatness and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so like whether it's through your art or your stories or even find like if you're into financing or something like that or like doing houses or whatever, whatever you do, try to inquire God or try to do it for the benefit of the kingdom and stuff. So okay. I've done that. Uh, I'm doing that in my stories. I tell some of my friends this. And uh, I think it, it should go well. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Whatever you do, do it for the kingdom. Do it for the kingdom. That's what it's all about. Let your life be about the kingdom. So last question for all of you. Somebody's watching right now and the person is considering, should I join this open house? Uh, virtual open house for leading light. What is this leading light? What are you, I mean, can you tell them, try and preach to them, you know, go to openhouse.theleadinglight.org now. Tell them about what the leading light, you know, will do for them. Uh, Joyce? I just can't believe that you're offering this discovery course for free. <laughs> like, I feel a little... <laughs> so you really have nothing to lose, only everything to gain. I used to hear women like me talking and being like, isn't she tired? Like, how is she doing all that stuff? Mentorship, this, this, this. In 2018, I never would have thought that I would be on a panel speaking about this. In 2018, I never thought I would be a mentor and an attorney for the state. And all of the things that I am doing now, I did not think possible. I would write in the comment section, good job to the women that are doing things like this now. So if you want something different, if you have that like itching inside of you that like, mm, this is fine, but I feel like I wasn't made for fine because you weren't made for mediocre, you weren't made for fine, check it out. What do you have to lose? You can literally only gain because the discovery portion is free. Like it's a gift. Merry Christmas, take it. Yes, thank you. Uh, Kalida. I'm going to ditto everything she just said. <laughs> um, take advantage. Take advantage of the opportunity. Um, just what I was just mentioning a, a moment ago in regards to reflection. Um, this is a great time. This is discovery. Um, discovering what, what it is. What is your next? Do you know your next five moves? That's a, a, a book that I'm just pre-order but <laughs> but do you know do you know your next five moves if you don't or you're still or you're stuck or you're unsure you don't feel like you have to have it all together and you know why not mm -hmm. you know the I believe the open house is a, a couple of hours yeah why not why not take a, a moment to invest in yourself invest in your next and sign up I like that. Invest in your next. We, yeah. you know, PC, you are watching. We need to steal that phrase and start using yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. We'll copyright it. Invest in your next. Go to Leading Lights. Sorry. Openhouse.theleadinglights.org. Open. It's been posted on the pages that you are watching. Go there. Having you wanted to say something about Leading Lights. Uh, uh, I was going to say, I was going to like, um, 
throughout leading. Like, you want to, like, keep an open mind about things because that will always be more beneficial than having a closed-minded, like, just train of thought. So uh, try to, like, engage in doing, like, well, whatever you, whatever it is you want to do. So, like, if you feel, like, a certain way, like, if you know what you want to do or even if you don't know what you want to do, come there with an open mind and you'll find eventually what you actually want to do mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, even like, even so, whatever you do, do uh, aim higher, basically. So like aim higher than where you are currently or where you want to be 10 years from now, aim higher and you'll get there eventually. So. Yeah. Thank you, wise man. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that message. Well, um, I want to thank um, everybody joining us on Facebook. And I want to thank our panelists. Thank you so much for uh, spending this time uh, with us and for sharing from your story, from your experience. I am sure somebody has taken something that you have said and a transformation has already started in their, in their lives. Uh, so I want to appreciate you for being real, authentic, and making yourself available. I really appreciate this time, and I've enjoyed the conversation. I hope we get to do, we get to do it again, you know, and then continue, just advance the conversation. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, for those joining us, we're going to be back tomorrow. So for the Friday editions, we do what we call um, State of the Nations. So we've had people from South Africa, uh, we've had some missionaries, you know, going about different states, uh, different countries. Uh, last week we had a panel, a panel from Leading Lights Nigeria, and tomorrow we have some wonderful uh, people. No, tomorrow is Thursday, right? Sorry, I'm ju- I'm jumping. I'm like I'm looking forward to Friday. Sorry, we still have one more of uh, this making a difference edition tomorrow. We're going to be having. Uh, three people, I think, or two people, I think people let me know that are leading from foundations. They're also leading lights uh, people. We're going to be talking, just advancing the conversation. Then on Friday, that's when we're going to be having the uh, the State of the Nations with a bunch of people from different nations having discussion about what is going on in our world right now. So I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, continue to share the story, continue to share this broadcast so that it can Keep on touching more people. It's going to be there on our pages. So I want to say bye-bye to all those of you watching us on Facebook. We will see you again tomorrow. Let's say bye-bye to them. Thank bye. you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.